Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chef's Meal, where we talk about whatever and never and everything else in between. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another podcast here at Chef's Salty Pork. Today, special episode, uh, just straight up podcast. We are with Jerome Shula. What's up, my homie? What's going on, brother? How are you? I'm doing good, man. How you been? Just chilling, man. Trying to, trying to, hustling and surviving. Hustling and surviving. <laughs> So just uh, some background for everybody, because uh, I don't think they've ever heard your name on my podcast ever at one point. Um, Jerome uh, is a former co-worker of ours at our restaurant, and he's certified homie. Hometastic, is that is that a is that a new word I should I should make up or whatever? You should coin uh, that, trademark it, copyright it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, also a a he's also a co-musician, an amazing guy altogether, lots of... We're just, I talk to a lot of talented people and this guy is no less than amazingly talented himself, but, um, we're just gonna, we're just gonna chat and some drop some knowledge on everybody and, uh, just have a good time now. But first though, Jerome, can you, can you tell us a little something about yourself if you don't mind? Just so everybody that's listening understands who you are, what you do, where you come from. If you want, if you don't want to, that's okay. Yeah, so my name's Jerome, like Casey was saying. I'm originally from uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, born and raised on a waterfront, right right in Newport between Hoboken and Exchange Place. It looks very gentrified now. Um, but uh, I recently, uh, after working with Casey at the restaurant, I moved to Atlanta in 2017, where I've been just taking my music and my uh, love for uh, film and directing to the next level out here and and uh yeah just trying to do my art spread love damn directing now too what's going on jerome what, what is this i didn't hear about this well that's what a lot of people don't uh realize because a lot of people like you you met me doing the music i went to school for theater yeah. and um when i got out of uh, college i had an agent and everything for theater but I've always had a love for film, so I was still doing theater, and um, uh, I actually got accepted to film school, but decided to do theater. So, wow. was doing yeah, a lot of my music videos, I directed them, came up with the concepts, did the scouting, uh, did the casting. So, with that, I started learning how to film by doing from doing my music videos. I was taking what I was learning in school and applying it to my, my music. So out here, I, you know, I just um, LLC my production company uh, before the pandemic hit. And um, I actually have a project that's ready to go. I, I'm, I, it's dropping soon. I'm not going to say too much about it, but I'm really excited about it. It's the first uh, project that's to, to be released from, uh, from my own production company. Written, produced by me, directed by me. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited, man. Just been working, grinding. Some horn and applause right there, my homie, because that is pretty damn amazing. Wow, I did not know. Ah, uh, yeah. I did not know. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm trying to, I, 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 like you, like you're a very talented dude. And like even seeing you perform live and from your voice to your music, you just being a musician, the way you play the guitar and all that stuff, like you're just a very humble dude, though. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that you get down like that because you're just humble. And I feel like that's where we have something in common. Like I'm just humble. Like I, I don't. You're giving me a chance to talk about it, which I don't. I don't really talk too much about it if you're not in the circle of me putting this together. Um, 
And I think just by nature, we're humble guys. So I've been trying to figure out how to express all these things through the art so that when you see it, you're like, oh, now I get that you do all this stuff. And 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 yeah. a lot of that comes with uh, well, getting older, man, and just maturing and, and learning Don't as you go. Bad old man. <laughs> we are. We <laughs> I was talking to Sean because, okay, Sean is a little older. He's uh, he's about three years older than we are. But like, I, I was like, I was like, hey, um, I had to wear, I had to wear ankle straps and some uh, some knee uh, like straps the other day playing basketball no. because <laughs> I, my bones can't handle it no more. It's just that's just the way it is. And I was like, Sean, I'm only 34. He's like, bro, wait till you get 38. <laughs> Oh, I was like, oh, I did not mean to say that you're older, Sean. I'm so sorry. He's like, no, no. Holy shit. It's so funny. Um, I just had my birthday last month, uh, 32, but my, but my stage age is 29. But uh, not though. It, it's different. It's different. I'm married now too. So it's like, uh, mm-hmm. it, uh, uh that balance of work and making uh, time for home, all that stuff is like, I wouldn't be able to approach this the way I'm approaching it now without that, the knowledge and the, the, the failures of my twenties. Like I, I, I I was just telling my wife the other day, I was like, we got to stop looking at it as, Oh, we're getting older. This is a new decade to fuck shit up. And I don't mean it in a, in, in, in a way we fuck shit up in the 20s. I mean, fuck shit up in a positive way. Like, like I'm starting to look at it as a new decade to do shit. Cause now I'm starting to realize as I get older, the shit that I thought was big deal, like a big deal in my mid twenties and stuff, I'm getting older. So I'm like, you know what? That's just like high school to me now. It's in my rear view. It, it doesn't matter as much. And I'm like, What's gonna happen in my thirties now? My, fr- my 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 circle of friends change. My location has changed. It's like that four year cycle of how we do high school, then we do college. Like every four years, you start to you know you start to evolve a little bit. And um, I think it's exciting. Mm-hmm. I used to look at it before, like oh my gosh, we're getting old. I can't do certain shit. And I'm like, I think people like Jay Z proved that we can do whatever we want for as long as we want, as long as the art is still there and we're true to the art and we're true to ourselves. Yeah. See, this is why this is why I connected with you in um uh, in that level because we're in the same pretty much person. Like I, that's why I felt such a such a like a brotherly connection with you uh because same mindset, same person. You're, you're literally the same person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I I, it's I, so I good somebody else the same that way. Yeah, but I I just like your grind is like that, and I feel the same way because you would be like, "Oh, you know, you're you're, you're filming the, the the music videos, you're doing, you're you're setting up the, the 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 concerts and stuff." And I'm like, you know, you're doing that all by yourself. I don't think people realize how hard it is to to be a music artist by yourself, being independent, like literally independent. And it's a lot of work, especially when you are working another. You know, you're a chef too, so you're working your career job while trying to do this too. And now you're doing a podcast. I'm like, mm-hmm. I applaud people that can really juggle that because it's 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 hard, man. It's hard work, and and people don't notice it sometimes because fuckers like you make it look easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? It's uh, it's the time management skill. That's literally all it is. So- Everything else is, you know, it's like a hobby. 
I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to sue my own horn, but I'm just saying I, I'm really good with time management. That's literally all it, it is. Re- it really, it, that's what it really comes down to though, is time management. And if you mm-hmm. can't manage your time appropriately and you learn a lot about time management and who's good at it when in a restaurant setting, I think, I think yeah. anyone who, uh, who wants to go out and do things should I, I work at work in a restaurant for one portion of your life because it's a it's a whole different atmosphere and you learn a lot of skills that you can you can apply to any kind of business really and maybe you can do that yeah. with a lot of different professions but just the road that we've taken I can really see that in a restaurant setting and how you can match that up to the music business and just business period. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about music real quick. So before when we were working together. Um, you were a full-blown musician here as well in Jersey side. How are you faring over there on the ATL side? So moving to Atlanta, like I said about trying to evolve and upgrade, like when I moved to Atlanta, I decided everything was a clean slate. So I said, when I present myself in Atlanta, a place like Atlanta, I have to come correct. So for the past three years, I've been working on music. I've probably, I've probably recorded about six albums worth of music probably wow. more like that that's just me counting the songs that made it into some kind of form of an album not the throwaways mm. i said that's still not good i start dissecting start dissecting <laughs> making sure that shit is right because i'm fucking with you know a new sound too because i always experiment with new sounds so it's like and, what, and what's yeah. popular now it's different you know it's just a different climate but i feel like technology has caught up with a lot of the things that i was trying to do that that I just wasn't allowed to before. So I'm kind of like more comfortable yeah. now. And I haven't been in this new age of social media. Um, so I'm a little bit more comfortable with that. And uh, getting into this new project, it's like I've, I made sure I found um, the, the the exact person I wanted to mix and master this. You know, I record everything at my home studio. So, you know, I, I wanted to find someone that could take what I did and then bring it up a notch. And um, uh, Maddie... In uh, LA, he mixed and mastered it. I seeked out someone for the cover art. I was getting down to the details with this cover art. This woman's done work for uh, Disney and Marvel. Um, she did it from scratch from an idea I had. That's done. Went and seeked out the best um, uh, black-owned um, uh, uh, cinematographer and uh, sound people to work on this from open season out here. They killed mm-hmm. and smashed. Got some talent from down here. Paige, uh, Freilich, she's dancing in this. She just did the uh, Super Bowl halftime with Shakira. She even had a commercial mm-hmm. with Missy premiere that night, too. She's dope. She's in a, a great actress. She's up and coming. She's in, like, she, she's about to have a great year. Amanda Dunn is starring in this. It's, it, I, I got the short film. It's, 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 mm-hmm. it, it's really cool. It's really cool. It's a, it's a whole, world I'm, I'm gonna immerse people in and i'm really excited to share it because i haven't done anything for three years that's how that's how uh crazy atlanta is the the energy yeah. uh the creative energy the art that's down here it makes you want and have to be the best version of yourself before you even step out the door and i love that challenge yeah. i love that i think that's the most important being like so just to give some ideas right here in Jersey, specifically where we are, yo, we are dead. Musically, there's not not really any live venues, nor people seek out to go to those live venues to begin with as a, you know, like an artist. However, there's, you know, there's some touring bands that do stop by into town, however, but 
they're seeing those bands, not specifically live bands where 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 you are, you know, ATL over there. But when yo, when my wife and I took a road trip last year for our anniversary, like that's our that was our anniversary gift. When we were in Texas, Austin, Texas, yo, it was buzzing with music. It was so insane just to compare, you know, like 800 miles from the, like Jersey, like just compare for music sakes. Like people will talk about the live local setting more than they would, you know, uh, mainstream bands. They don't really care about that. That's cool. You'll hear it on the radio. But who is hot right now in the local scene? That's who they want to see. And I don't see that here in Jersey, at, at least here where, you know, where we used to live or where I live currently. And it's it's a little unfortunate. Uh, that I, like I had to leave home to really be able to see home. And um, it's interesting because I get really excited with the thought of being like, if I can break down some kind of barrier or some door for Jersey, it's like I'm in Atlanta doing this. And this is Atlanta's definitely a second home when it comes to the energy uh and, and, and the creative arts. But Jersey City and Jersey period is always gonna be home home. So it's like whatever wherever I win, we all win. Yeah, yeah. Because a door open for me just means that's a door open for you. A door open for you means that's a door open for someone that you know. For she's and we start to create that music scene that we need in Jersey. How do we not have a music scene in Jersey? I know it's so it's like blasphemy. It doesn't make any sense. And then you go to New York where everything is busting, but that's New York. That's across the river. And that's an expense that most people will not. Like I used to, my I think my second year into the band, we used to go to New York all the time. And bro, we would lose money every single damn trip because one, there's four of us. Two, the tolls just to get into the city is like 15 bucks. Then there's parking. Then we all, we have to haul all our fucking gear. And then we sell like what two t-shirts, three t-shirts. People like yeah, whatever. But that's it. So it's kind of a waste. The 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 one show I had in New York City at Santos Party House. Before that, I did a bunch of shows in New York City, and people still can I still could get some people to come out, which was nuts. Uh Now that I think think back on it, and when I say people, it might have been like fifteen or twenty people. When you're starting out, that people don't understand how crazy that number is to you and how important that number is to you and i think when i did santos party house i think i got about between 30 to 40 people to come out and yeah it was very surprising i had that on um on tape uh that 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 was it was crazy and and um now when when i think about it now i'm like damn because like you said that traveling people do not want to do that pay those tolls and those people came out and I, I'm forever grateful for those people because forever grateful. That, it's just nuts. But I but you know, that that used to show me though when you start to set those goals though, because it's just it was very discouraging. Like you said, you 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 might sell two t shirts, you lose money on a fucking um performance. But you know what? Yeah. You do it again. <laughs> Gotta keep doing it. And we we've been keeping at it. But like, you know, ever so slightly, we'll take better opportunities than most, but it needs to be played out a little better because one, all the guys have kids. I don't have a kid yet. So I understand their schedules. And then two, I understand that everybody has the same amount of money as everybody else. So maybe sometimes we, we just have to compensate for each other. So that's that's the main thing um, that I've learned uh, with the band, with the guys now. But hey, it is what it is, but 
we keep on trucking. But I'm I'm really excited um, for everything else that's going on. Uh, but right now we're kind of shut down. And I wanted to update on you this. I I stopped by the mall the other day, uh, our our mall, and um, this is uh, past uh, after COVID or during COVID, still during COVID, right? Um, all of the restaurants are closed except for like the big chain ones. So like Chick-fil-A, uh, Taco Bell downstairs, CPK is open. Um, and then everybody else is kind of, uh, closed. Yeah. Everything is, uh, it's just not open. All the, all the little mini boutique stores though, for like clothing or, um, uh, like accessories and stuff, they're open. But just the restaurants are taking such a huge hit on this COVID thing. So the one stall that was open uh, yesterday that I went to was, um, I think it was like the the Boba Tea Maker. I was like, yo, listen, let me get two of those. And then I tipped them an extra 20. I was like, hey, I, I, I know exactly what you're after. So this is, uh, at least I can help out at least for that day for that person. Um but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a little rough. How is the uh, how's the businesses down there faring with uh, with COVID? Bro, I gotta tell you, we we've been open. You know what I'm saying in Georgia. Been open. Yeah, we're. I mean, not just like y'all are doing out there with uh, just outdoor uh, dining. We're doing indoor dining. The the you're doing indoor. Yes, the restaurants that I work at now. I know. I know a lot of restaurants are 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 back open. I know a lot of restaurants have closed, but speak, mm. you know, I can only speak from the restaurant that I work at, and the restaurant I work at is an anomaly, bro. Like, we, <laughs> I'm I'm not even. I've been embarrassed to tell people about how well that restaurant's been doing while this has been happening. I worked through the whole um, pandemic because we switched over to, yeah, we switched over to curbside and delivery and my owner, he's just a smart dude. Like that's what I was talking about watching uh, how people conduct themselves with like restaurant business is such a, it's it's always changing. Watching him has helped me and how I approach my business because we, we, we changed over to curbside and, um, and delivery. He delegated that to uh, the management there, uh, which is one person. Mm. And he came up with this system and we killed it. We're in, they do uh, a retail wine program. So they're killing it with that. Yeah. Killing it with that. We, we, we had, we stumbled, but then we got a hang of the curbside and shit. Killed on Mother's Day. Like it, it, it was nuts. Then not only that, but they, a, a guest started a GoFundMe for us and they raised like 35 grand. Oh my God. That is smart. Now we're, yeah. Now we're open. We're, we're we're open and we're doing indoor dining, so uh, social distancing and everything. And we're all pulling now, and we're still making money. Like it's, we definitely can't complain that we're blessed because the situation that we're in is unlike any other that I've heard. And um, it's just nuts. It's it, it's just nuts. But we there's been a lot of support here. That's one thing about the South is that even though. I have my issues with the South because their culture is born on Jim Crow laws and Confederacy, whether they like to admit it or not. So the culture already just has this effect on people. But there are a lot of people who are very loving and caring, and there's a sense of community in a lot of these places. And once they accept you into their community, they ride for you. Then that's that's a Southern value that I can get behind. I dig that too. Yeah, I, I did notice when we were traveling down south, uh, a lot more, sir, ma'am, yes, please. You know, I like here. 
yeah. Jersey, New York. Like, the fuck you doing? Fuck out of my way. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. What the fuck, bro? There's a lot of that yep. happening here in the East Coast. But yeah, man, I, I'm like I said, it's it's quite a fiasco here. Uh, we're not even open for indoor dining just yet because the governor was like, um, you guys realize I pay attention to social media, right? <laughs> so he re-shut it down again. He's like, nah, we delaying that shit. So it's you guys' fault. So hopefully, maybe, you'll never know. People still will not wear masks. And I I, I don't know. It's so annoying. Just, just yeah. do everybody a favor. Just, just wear a mask. I know people are upset up there that they're not open, but look at what's happening down here. Yeah. I say that we worked and we're... I say that we worked and we're a blessed Casey, but bro, the anxiety that we all have, oh, from, even when we weren't when we weren't open and we're just on curbside, the anxiety that we had that we can possibly get sick and bring it home or go grocery shopping and bring it back to our coworkers. I keep telling people now when we work and we get stressed out, I'm like, acknowledge the fact that you did not have a break through this pandemic. It's working on your your your, your mental in a way that we don't understand right now because we're talking about masks and yeah. we're not talking about mental health for when this ha- for when this is over. Stop talking about how people can, I mean, and people are having mental issues being home right now too, mm-hmm. especially people suffering from depression. And I'm not saying that's not important. What I'm saying is we need to talk about the long-term effects too. We're talking about immediate effects for political reasons. Yeah. We just need to be talking about health and well-being, period. Not for any political stuff, just period. For the yeah. interests of mankind but we our leaders are a certain way so we're bickering over whether we want to wear a mask or not right now i know it's it's just a, it's such a silly argument why <laughs> just maybe be a little uncomfortable out of your day the 20 minutes or 30 minutes that you're out maybe right to give everybody a chance the entire world this is not a you thing this is an us thing to to be able to recuperate and make sure we're all better before we go ahead and pull the trigger and be like, we're okay with masks. But like, just comparing numbers, dude. So our our, uh, our loud and proud president uh, made a tweet the other day, and I think it was hilarious. He was like, oh, we test we test over like, what, 40 million, whatever, or 40,000 people here in the U.S. And then somebody um, uh, tweeted him back from, from Denmark. He was like, um, people in the U.S. test one every eight and a half people. In Denmark, one every five people. And then cases today, he was like, Denmark, 12, U.S., 60,000. <laughs> That's my only thing that gets me upset about this new culture that we found ourselves in with alternative facts. Facts don't lie. We All we need to do is shut down. We've already done it. We've done it longer than we wanted to because we were afraid to shut down in the first place. We need four weeks of everything being shut down. That's it. The the, the economy is going to do what we dictate the economy to do. You, you, like, like I I don't understand why that's so hard to wrap minds around. Like, dude, so no one has to. We don't have to even bicker about masks. Just shut everything down. Yeah. Make sure everyone gets a stipend for those four weeks. Yeah. That rent is free. That mortgages are free. No one will mess with your light bills, and we all are on a holiday for four weeks. When we're, when we're on lockdown, you can leave your house. I, I forget. I live down here now, though, and I know yeah. how hard that is to leave your house up north when you live in apartment and condo buildings. Um, but we, we have to figure out something so people won't go stir crazy. But it's like, you know, we've, we figured we are human beings. We adapt to we We have the ability to adapt. If anything, 
We know how to adapt to situations. We will adapt, but because we've seen everything, we can make precautions and make sure that people who suffer from depression or, 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 or domestic abuse going up, that we monitor these things better. If we want to use the police, we can use the police to police that or something. Yeah. Like, it, it's just... It's just that we can come up with something, but we're not having conversations like this because we're talking about wearing masks. Wearing masks? No, it's so stupid. Like, they focus what, are, on anything that's so, that's so not necessarily needed to be talked about. It should be a prerequisite. Everything else should be talked about besides that one that we are focusing on. But I, I don't know. If this were in my kitchen, be like, you're fired. <laughs> hey, not, you know? Oh, man. Hold on. No, One no. again. Um, so a lot of moving parts, like I mentioned here in Jersey or here in the East Coast. Nothing too crazy. I don't really have any too big of updates for you. Uh, none. Oh. In terms of music, though, uh, no bars are open, so we can't really necessarily play. But you know, the homies and I do rehearse via, I don't want to say Skype, but we record our part on a track that we all played in, and then I'll mix and you know, put it all together uh, in video format. So that's kind of a way that we can kind of still play uh, in this uh, during COVID um, necessity. How are you... How are you still, are, are you not like, I want to know what you're doing social media wise-ish for your music, if you are doing it. And if you are not, what are your kind of pre-planned ways to go about it in the upcoming weeks? Because you said you had six albums coming out. Or not really six albums, but however. No, no, no. From, from, the, from those six albums, I'm only releasing uh, an album and an EP. Like that's ready uh, to go, yeah. That that's ready to go. Yeah. But uh, I I honestly was not supposed to be on social media until the rollout of this. But because of the social climate and uh, the responsibility, I feel I have just to be able to have certain conversations with the diverse people that I know. I mm-hmm. got back on social media. Um, but yeah, no, like I, there's a whole rollout coming. Um, I. Cool. I won't say much, but I will say it's uh my my whole idea of being an independent artist and having a production company is like I'm moving the way a major label would move back in the day as an independent. And I feel like that would work a lot more now just because of how how everyone's got I, I never was into following the pack. Like I I'm just not that person. I just can't do it. So my whole thing is how how can I be innovative and take us to the next level? How if I feel like we're we're off track, how do I feel like I would want to put us back on track? What does music and art wow. really mean to me? And what do I want to bring to music? And what do I want artists that think like me to be able to bring to music? How, how does that door opening up look like? So that's that's how mm-hmm. I'm approaching this. And um because I feel like there's a bunch of artists just like me that want to tell their art and tell their story in a way that I want to, just like me, that might not like the way we have conformed to doing that now. And um, I think there's something cool with being able to mix old school and new school, because I always say the great thing about our generation that people don't talk about is that we are that gap. We've seen 
what technology is without social media and we've seen what technology is with it. With it's a yeah. And it's and it's a very unique point of view that we have on that. Remember, we're also the generation that's seeing nine eleven happen. You know, it's it's yeah. it's it, and see how the social climate changed then. We've seen a lot that I, I think a lot of people don't realize about our generation living through a recession and all that stuff. We I don't think people realize. So I think our our uh, our 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 perspective is very unique. And even with music, we've seen the evolution of music from Napster to uh uh what was it before Spotify? It was like um I can't even think of it. Pandora. Yeah, Apple music before, yeah. Pandora, yeah, Apple Music we've, before we've seen, Spotify a little later. We've watched it all evolve to even podcasts yeah. from like so it's like I think we have a certain perspective and we have a certain um integrity when it comes to, to music because we know what it's like to play the rat race or have to or or have to just be in the race and mm-hmm. and what you have to do to get ahead music wise where with, with having to do the shows, having to be out and doing your own street team work without social media. There's people yeah. that don't know that. So I feel like bridging that whole gap together, I feel like makes for something really special. And I hope that's what I'm doing because I feel like that opens a door up for artists like us. I, I hope so too. I'm I'm just a, a struggling Asian kid trying to use them some rock songs in the side, but you know, it is. <laughs> you know, uh, for for a short bit, I really wanted to make not for a short bit, but a good like couple months. It's not that I was frustrated, but I wanted samples in front of my face, meaning like I wanted not like a mixing like a mixing board, but I wanted something that I could cre- recreate what I loved about the '90s. Which was, uh, when I first came over here, I, I don't know if I ever told you, I came over here December 15th, 97. So that was like the boom era of rap music. I, I was all into rap. I loved the fucking 90s. So much so that I dug all the way back to like the 80s. And just how it evolved from that sound, I, I was all in it. I was I was all for it. And growing up, even through high school, before... You know, the, I'm assuming my voice kind of cracked or whatever after college. I was, I wanted to be Usher. That, that was me. I was like, that's how I sang. <laughs> that's, you know, all the runs and shit. I, I was, I was all for it. And you like, got the, the swag quality. too. <laughs> you got the swag to pull it off. And then like, uh-huh. after college, for some reason, my voice, not necessarily cracked, but it, it sounded like I, I smoked for five years and then it just got raspy so i i have no idea what happened and then singer songwriter came out and i was just like ah fuck now i like this better so it's just a whole bunch of that do you happen to see yourself maybe a little bit later on because i know you do both i know you sing too what do you prefer nowadays do you do you prefer doing the singing more style or just a straight up rapping style so for a while and like like I said, when you when you see the rollout, you'll start to understand a little bit of what I'm saying because right now some of it's gonna sound cryptic. But um okay. I look at I look at my time in Jersey as school. I look at all that as school. Wow. So when I first started, I was focusing on singing because I also was trying to make my, my, my singing voice stronger. Towards the back yeah. half of my time in Jersey, I was focusing on rap. A lot of the guys that I had around me was rapping too. So I felt like I was surrounding myself around 
um, rappers that I thought were great that can also help me become a better rapper. And, um, and a lot of that was homework. So I think when, like, when you met me, I think I was in, I was in school for rap. When I came here, when I came here, I had to, I almost had to, uh, not unlearn, I guess you could say I was coming to the end of my, um, my rap, my, my schooling in rap. It was like my last year because of course you come to Atlanta to find out how to use those baselines, how to really croon and yeah. use auto tune if you're talking about rap in Atlanta. So I felt like that yeah. was my last leg of that. But after that, I, the school that I was in here was putting all that together. So oh. I had to start from basics first. So the, the first project I dropped is primarily, um, uh, a singing. I think there's one rap verse on there. The, oh, wow. the, e, the EP, which came up, I just, I just finished that, that EP last month. I, I started last month and finished it last month because all the social stuff that was happening, I forgot that that's where my rap voice really lives. So it became naturally for me to, to, to rap and tell my story of what I've been doing lately in this climate, unfortunately, but that's when my, but that's when I really find my, my, my rap voice. So mm-hmm. that, that, that EP to me is a perfect hybrid of what my music would sound like, including rap and singing going forward. But there's a whole mythology in this universe that, uh, that you'll understand it. Cause I'm not, I, this is Jay Schuler presents Molly and the pineapples. Like that's, that's the first time I'm, yeah. That, I mean, I've, a lot of my social media says Molly and the Pineapples, but that's the new moniker that I'm going under. And um, it consists of three members. Gotcha. But it's it's yeah. like uh, like Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Boys, kind of. Kind of something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Because that, that's how I picture you as pretty much. You know, the, the front man with like surrounding people. Or we could... We could even do the uh, the whole Bruno Mars thing, right? Where you have like a full band dancing with you, because I think that's that's like how the vibe I always see you in uh, when you perform, anyway. So, I mean, at least that's what I want to, you know, I want to, I want to, I want like a twelve piece band behind me, so we just dance and sing like idiots. I think that would right. be the funnest. But my band, that's, what, that's what I've always wanted. That's what I've always dreamed of, and it's like I I, I feel I'm getting close to that point. Um, and I, and I hope that it happens soon, but it's uh, but I'm excited about the new music. I'm really excited about it. I think this is the most wow. authentic uh, musician uh, from a musician point of view, and from just an artist point of view, a personal point of view. I think this is the most authentic version of myself, and um, it's all me. I, I I have no outside influence on anything. It's just really all me. And it's funny that yeah. you mentioned '90s uh, samples, though, uh, when you're talking about that. I, I, there's some samples I don't know if people are, are gonna catch, but I, when this one song comes out, I'm gonna I'm gonna purposely ask you. I'm gonna send it to you, and I'm gonna spam you and see if you can figure out what the sample is because people don't know what the sample is, and I'm like I can't. <laughs> I freaking love the '90s samples. I really do so much so that like all the sounds that I use for our panel, the panels like the little like the little dings and those little things. And- the squeaks <laughs> hearing. I have only '90s music that I cut and spliced in there for our intros for Sean and myself. Because you know, Sean is also the same thing. He grew up in that same era. Um, so for us, that that sets a a childhood for us. 
we like that's what we grew up with and you know 12 13 14 all the way to you know 17 18 um that resounded so much with us so all i have in 90s music on um on the stream but yeah man i i'm i'm looking forward to it it'll be cool and i have like six other songs that i haven't had sean listen to just yet and i think he will be surprised uh with some of the samples but just going back to the samples real quick though like whoa, i mentioned whoa, wait, 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 I, I just want to ask you one question wait, wait so you are you are messing with the samples i am i'm messing oh, with the okay, samples. I just wanted to say, I, I just, that's what I'm going to say. I was going to say, man, I want to hear what that sounds like. Yes, yes. I'm, all right, I'm sorry to interrupt you. just want to make sure. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I was messing with the samples, but I don't have a DAW that's, like, technical for whatever mixing software that you have. I didn't know how to go about it. So I've been watching a lot of a lot of YouTube and Twitch streamers that do music production, um, specifically producers, though, that mix and master stuff. So Ableton is, like, a really popular uh, mixing software for music. I think that's the that's the route I want to go to to make music because one I think it's a lot easier to I know how to read and write music so it'll be easier for me to just plug in and stuff three I, I've seen like four people do it and yo it's it's literally just cut mix and splice on the track in front of you and you just kind of loop and that's it I was like wow I, I think I can do that Bro. but I don't want to take too many samples that's that's the one thing I want to make my own samples for my own sounds, but obviously throw back some you know, some old NWA stuff in there just just for funsies because I don't think people will get it, <laughs> or not not this generation be like what what is that from what is that who are I, they? I I have to say the doll I use is Reason. Um, I've always okay. used, I've always used Reason, and that goes back to like uh to sophomore year of uh, college and also because I knew Lincoln Park used it. I know that sounds so nerdy, but I knew Lincoln Park used it okay. and I was like, I want what Lincoln Park uses. So I, I've been using Reason since and um, the the plugin that I, I just got is that arcade plugin that people talk about and I would definitely recommend that and I'm saying it on your mm-hmm. podcast and it's like, I always believe if you have good knowledge, you should pass that shit on. Arcade, I want to mm-hmm. check because arcade, change, like my whole thing was like this. When I was coming up, and I used to come down to Atlanta to record when I was in college. Um, I remember I met this producer. And at this time, I was working on Reason. And he was working on FL Studios. And he was selling beats to cash money, cash money at the time. And he wouldn't tell them that it was... He didn't want to tell them that the stems were coming from FL Studio. Because apparently, back then, the majors were paying less for FL Studio. Hmm. I wondered why. I had met a producer... Um, after I, uh, this is like in 2000, I guess this is like 13 or something. I met a producer who said yeah. FL Studios, but I didn't realize when they call FL Studios, FL Studios is Fruity Loops. So it was just loops where when I'm working in Reason, I'm playing everything by finger. Like, and you know, I, I, I don't play the keyboard too well, but you know, this is what the, yeah. the keyboard allows you to hook up to the computer and you can play guitars. You can play, you know, I'm good at chords. Mm-hmm. I can read music a little bit. So that's how you create my music. With this shit, with arcade, with reason, is basically just loops, but it's a different way that you can control them. And I finally, with, with this EP, the EP, I use that, and it sounds completely different because you're you're, you're using these loops that have the the sound quality that you need to stand out. 
the 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 the, the, oh, the, the bass lines are hitting differently. So now I'm I'm mm-hmm. worrying about the other parts of it. I'm worrying about the percussion and the drums on it, or adding a different yeah, chord yeah. here and shit like that. You can focus on changing the different. Um, you can just change the chords and the notes and all that stuff. So you still have a lot of uh, freedoms as an artist, but that shit mm-hmm. to me up my whole. It, it changed the game for me. Like and and what got me was a, a commercial. I forget what producer it was, but he's literally sitting there at the screen. And he goes, "If I had this when I was a kid, he said I'd be a billionaire." And that's how I feel. <laughs> I feel like, yo, I'm Great. telling you. I mean, I think you can. I think you can use it with Ableton too. So, okay, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. I haven't messed with it so much just yet. So all all the um, all the live shit that I have on stream are done with Adobe Premiere. And I'm just cutting it to my ear. Literally, I'm counting the beats or physically watching where the waveforms are, splicing it, adding, you know, just sampled uh, vocals on top and then kind of repurposing what is already made with the beat. Essentially sampling, but um, that's how I'm going about it right now. When I finally get uh, Ableton, I already have all the setbacks that I really want on it. Um, all I have to do is plug in my guitar to this microphone that I'm speaking right now because it's like a dual channel. And then and then I just we can just go crazy because I can transpose that to, you know, saxophone or uh, keyboards or whatever the hell I want pretty much on screen as long as I have chord progressions. I mean, I can do that with um, just with the keys, you know, just typing. But if I can play it myself, I think it'd be easy. Well, I think that's how my brain works. Bro, you mix that with a, a, a good DAW that you can get comfortable with and having all those sounds at your at your uh, 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 disposal, especially with what you bring to the table, bro, your production mm-hmm. will be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Like, YouTube's your friend, bro. YouTube is where I watch. <laughs> when, I need, when I need information, I'll go down that YouTube rabbit hole and watch all the tutorials I can. Oh, yeah, me too. I did the whole YouTube thing for the podcasting a couple of years ago. I did the whole YouTube thing for this uh, software interface that we're using right now that you're able to hear the sounds and all that. So everything is like pretty much self-taught, which is such a good, it's such a good time to be alive right now, especially for what, whatever we're labeled as, because we can learn everything via internet. Because back then, you know, you had to read the books, um, which is unfortunate for them, but <laughs> a better for us in my opinion. Because everything so learn everything I did. That is so true. That is so true, man. But yeah. Hey, man. Look, like I said, it, it's such a pleasure talking to you. Like I, I have, I've been meaning to get you in the podcast. It's just been a while. Um, I, I'm kind of making my way around back to all the all my musician buddies and kind of wanted to get on the pod because I, I want to know how they're doing, what they're doing, and just kind of how they're going about the stuff. However, I do want you to hear. The uh, the sample. I don't know if you listen to any of the beginning like podcasts. However, uh, let me see if I can play it for you right now. Give me a sec. So ch- this is this is the PSA announcement from Jay Z. Just kind of mix and sliced real quick and remastered ever so slightly, not to take away from any of their producers, but just just a little bit. That's pretty much all you get until it kind of goes ballistic. 
sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> it's not a remix, I promise. It's just the software crashing. <laughs> it's just the it's just the software crashing. But uh, of a DJ scratching in the middle, I just lifted the mids ever so slightly because I like that a little better. Because most of the most of the stuff that was made in 2000s, they were like a little too bass heavy for me. I didn't like that particularly, so I just I decreased that ever so slightly, just a little bit, and boosted the mids because I wanted to hear uh, the the chord, the um, the the chords that they were playing. So yeah, stuff like yeah, I, that. I just heard it when you I heard it when you had first played it the first time around, and it sounded dope. Then no, that that just sound dope. Um, yeah, what did you say? But just what you say about the bass, though, is what, uh, what, what I'm telling you, Atlanta, is something about the way the bass hits here, bro. Their bass lines, mm-hmm. it, it hits in a, a way that, that, like, Jimmy Iveen talks about the way Dr. Dre's bass lines used to hit. It's nuts. I just wanted to say yeah. that because you said the bass line. <laughs> oh, bass lines. I, somebody, a lot of people live and die by the bass line. I live and die by the mid, by the mid tones because my, my ears will catch it better because I play guitar. So everything is pretty much mid mid heavy and I, I focus that on more on the bass I, I can hear it obviously but I want to make sure that it's more full than anything than a heavier low end in my ear for for suit so it just depends uh, I love position. that that yeah. perspective though because that's your perspective coming from being a guitarist that's pretty cool I like that mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you know it's each their own it's not it's not one thing is wrong or the other it's just it's just preference. That's literally exactly. Some people would like piano. They would be like, "Oh, but I like high end better." And I'm just like, "Well, that's mm-hmm. you." <laughs> <laughs> then we just track the piano player. But yeah, that's different story altogether. Jerome, thanks so much. Thank you for stopping by on the podcast. Thank you for giving me a little time out of your day. Nothing too crazy, and I won't spoil anything. I'll make sure um, that when you're if. You know, whenever you want to release this, um, I'll release it. But if you want, uh, just give yourself a shout out. Any of your links that you want to uh, disclose right now or any future things that you want to go ahead and uh, I'll give you the floor for uh, a quick minute. Please, please check out the new single from Jay Sheila Presents, Molly and the Pineapples, The People Under the Stairs, featuring Paige Frelix. In a crazy choreographed dance, a really cool video, uh, uh, and yeah, and look out for cool. the short film coming. There you go. Nothing too crazy. Obviously, I'll make sure that I'll have the links when Jerome is ready to to share those with me and make sure everything is underneath so you can find all his stuff. Uh, do you want to link your socials to the, so they can find you? Or is that not live yet? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Molly and the Pineapples, as well as Twitter at Molly and the Pineapples, and on YouTube at Molly and the Pineapples. There you go. Everything Molly and the Pineapples, pretty much, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that brand uh, consistency, as they call it, in our business. But not too crazy from all of us here. Uh, in the East Coast, when I say the East Coast, Jerome also because you know he's born and lives on the side. Um, but anything else, peace out. Baby.